Hey, welcome to the show today. I'm Chris Einwechter. I'm here with my main man, Pots and Pants, TJ Laurie. TJ, how you doing today, bro? Yo, what's up, Chris? My homie with the chrome domey. I like that. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> good. It's going good. We got a good show planned today, as you know. A uh, lot to cover, but uh, I know we're going to start with just telling folks, you know, it's 2018, it's still January, where we're headed, how this came about, this radio show. And uh, so I know for me, you know, for the, you are, our listeners out there that are listening to us right now, I mean, God just miraculously put me and TJ together. We, this isn't something we planned or ever thought that we would be on the radio together week after week after week, but evidently God is in it. And we're going to continue with it. But uh, I know for me, I'm here, TJ, for one thing, to teach people how to experience God as a father. I mean, that's the, the main reason of this radio program, to teach people that it's not illegal, that they won't get arrested if they learn to lean in and rely on God for everything. You know, like we talk about, from a parking spot to a milkshake, from your marriage to your golf swing, everything in between. Me and you, I know we have the same philosophy. We want to teach people how to enjoy God, really, mm. as a dad. Yeah. You know, what do you think? Definitely, man. And, and to a lot of the people uh, that are maybe listening right now, you're hearing us on uh, 92.7 The Voice. And you probably thought, man, why are these two guys on the radio when you first heard us? And uh, we kind of came on the scene with our Thanksgiving episode. At least Chris was on a couple weeks before me and he was doing an awesome show, taking some live calls and, and praying for people live on the air, which is so rad. Um, but then I kind of popped on the scene and like we said, we don't really know how it happened. It just kind of one day Chris was like, Hey, let's do a, let's do a show together. And it just happened. And it, the, uh, the dynamic was good. The chemistry was good. And we get some good feedback. Yeah. I got some good feedback and we just decided to continue rolling with it. Um, but obviously like this had to start somewhere, man. And, and you just gave us like the why of, you know, why you do it. There's other ways for you to, to, teach people how to know God as a father, um, you know, doing a, a radio, yeah, to communicate it, doing a radio broadcast isn't the only way or, or a podcast isn't the only way. But um, Chris, man, I just, I guess I just want to know, like, what prompted you to, to get on the radio, to start a podcast? Like, how did, how did it really come about and, and where are we uh, going? Well, it came about, you know, God first, you know, well, at least in my life, God, how God does or how God rolls or however you want to express it. Yeah. You know, God starts to lay things on your heart, and that'll give you little road signs. And uh, one of my road signs was I walked into my mother-in-law's home, who has Alzheimer's one day, and uh, my brother-in-law, Nikki, was there, and my sister-in-law, Rosemary, and my mother-in-law doesn't speak anymore, unfortunately, or very rarely, you know, she'll say anything. But lately, in the last past year, she hasn't said anything. But at this particular day and time, I walk in the door, and she looks at me, and she says, hey, I know you you're the guy that speaks on the radio. And I was like, wow, I can't believe she just talked. Regardless of what she said, she could have said anything, you know, uh, let's go pick up a pizza or whatever. But it's just miraculous to hear my mother-in-law speak for that brief moment. And we were all ast- astonished, the three of us that were in the living room. And I was like, Rose, what did she just say to my sister-in-law, Rose? She said, you're the guy that speaks on the radio. And I was like, huh. And I kind of just dismissed it, you know. And then God would lay something on my heart and lay something on my heart again and I wound up coming here to Coastal, and of course, Coastal has their own radio station. And then I was asked, I didn't ask, but I was asked by someone, hey, why don't you do a radio program? You know, you've got a book out, or let's pay more. Will you ever think about doing a radio? And uh, again, I really didn't jump on it. And then I was asked again the second time by uh, Pete Magazoo, the worship leader, 
hey, we have some time slots we got to fill on a radio. Would you consider doing a radio program? And that was it for me. I was like, God was banging me on the head with a two-by-four from my mother-in-law to the other guy to the other guy to here we are today. And as you said, we started live doing taking live calls and now here we are morphed into me and you hosting this god taught me radio show so uh yeah that's how it came about and uh where we're headed is i would hope and pray that god is in it to win it meaning to lead more people to him you know because that's what he's that's what he came here for the lord jesus came to this earth to lead people to the Father. So I just pray that this radio broadcast is simply that, an extension, really, of God's hand, in that he would teach people, hey, I'm a dad, I want to love on you, I want to be with you, I want to encourage you, I want to forgive you, and uh, I want you to experience me as a father through my son, Jesus Christ. So really, that's what this broadcast is all about. And then the spinoffs from this thing, I think, where we're headed, is really to emphasize prayer as a core you know, to teach people you can pray about everything and anything, anytime, any way, and uh, you can pray. So that's what we're here for. That's where I believe we're headed, and we'll see where it goes. Right, and actually we're going to be changing the name of the broadcast. That's right. We are going <laughs> to change the name of the broadcast. Yeah, so there's a bunch of different things we're doing right now. We figured, hey, it's a new year, so new us. So, And we and honestly, Thanksgiving, when we did the first episode together, we really didn't know what was going on, right? Like we kind of right. just like hopped on the air and yeah. we were like, all right, God, you take it from here. So God's just been laying, oh man, a ton of different things on our hearts. And um, one is to change the name to uh, just the God Taught Me Show. Right. Um, so and th- that gives us the ability and the opportunity to talk about a whole bunch of different things yeah. um, under that umbrella of knowing God as a father. That's um, awesome. And and that doesn't mean we're going to be leaving the prayer you know, topic no, behind. No, we're not kicking that to the curb. No, we're not, definitely not kicking <laughs> that to the curb. But, um, but we're excited to be able to cover like a bunch of different topics as well. Um, That's right. That, you know, that can be included into that. So on top of that, we are also, we just... Literally yesterday, yes. got our own podcast station. Right. Um, so it, we're in the process. This one will still be out um, on the Coastal Christian uh, podcast channel. Um, but we are in the process of getting on Apple iTunes and on Google Play. So um, that, you know, if you want to come look us up after you hear us on the radio, or if you're out of, you know, our radio range and you right. want to just listen on your phone or on your computer, you'll be able to go and just search God Taught Me and uh, we'll come up and yeah. it'll just be our episode. So we feel like we have such a, a platform here to be able to get the message out about knowing God as a father mm. um, and teaching people how to do that, that we wanted to be able to just streamline everything and just promote this show and um, really that we, so we can get the word out. Right. So we can get the word out and, and that's why we're telling people what we're doing. And we would also say, you know, you can go to our website anytime, godtaughtme.com, God taught me. And that came from the whole God taught me thing comes from my golf swing. Right. Asking God instead of going to get a golf lesson, asking God instead, relying on him as a father to teach me how to golf. And what I've learned is if you've always, Psalm 32, 8 says, I will teach you and show you the way you should go. With my eye, I will guide you. So I know that if somebody asks God to teach them how to cook an omelet and they're persistent and they mean it and they're doing it with the right motive, God's going to teach them how to cook an omelet or God's going to teach you how to, how to run your business or God's going to teach you how to balance your checkbook or God's going to teach you, you know, how to plant flowers because it's an intimacy thing. People say, well, how can you, how can you go to God with that? Because it's a father-son, father-daughter relationship, and, you know, it'd be the if it mirrors an earthly father, 
son-father-daughter relationship is going to be much more better with God, who's a heavenly father. So yes, you can go to God with such things as your golf swing, cooking an omelet, whatever it may be, growing a garden. But the reason I have God taught me is because it came from God. But I always say this, if you ask God to teach you something, you'll be able to say later, God taught me. Mm. You'll be able to say later, this Google taught me, or this book taught me, or that taught me, or this guy taught me, or that woman taught me. If you seek God to teach you something, this is where the name comes from our radio broadcast, God taught me. So that's how, if our listeners are, are saying, where did they come up with that name? God taught me. That's where it came from. Crazy, right? Yeah, that's cool, man. I love, <laughs> crazy, I love that story. Crazy good. Yeah. So, And also, too, I want to say to our listeners before we get started into our topic for today, which is the topic of the power of remembering what God has done for you, remembering his faithfulness, how powerful it is to do that. We're going to talk about it in a moment. But I want to say if you got a question or a topic you want to hear on the radio, or, if you, of course, if you need prayer, you can just go to GodTaughtMe.com, and we'll be on there. There'll be links that you can submit a prayer request, and you can you, there's a link there that says Contact Us, and send us some information. Send us what you like about the radio, what you may not like, about the radio or what you might want to hear on the radio and we'll consider it. We'll pray about it. And, uh, and also I would like to say TJ that we, we plan on having a lot of guests on this. Yeah. So if you know of yeah. anybody out there that that would be a great guest to add to our show, you know, let um, us know. it could be anybody. Yeah. Well, let That's us right. know. We're excited to yeah. just see where, you know, see who we pops are excited. Up. Cool, man. So yeah. yeah. And that kind of takes us into our topic today because I'm sure you know since since you learned how to golf from from God from prayer from yeah. prayer relying you know? yeah, yeah. on God. I'm sure since that's happened, there's been times where you could have questioned you know things going on in your life. Why are, uh, why are things happening? You know what? Where is God during this situation? So so good, so yeah, true, right? And I mean, I know I've been there mo- like multiple times. So I guess if I were to ask you, is how does the fact that God taught you how to golf how does that help um when you go through those times or even another example you know just remembering that hey you know i prayed for something before and god came through right it's so critical to remember what god has done for you because actually in the bible there's a story of joshua who was the leader after moses for our listeners there's the leader moses who led the children of israel and then who actually got to lead the children of israel into the promised land because moses died is a man named Joshua. So Joshua had a whole nation, a nation of people. He went through a river called the Jordan River. The, the way they went through this river is kind of the way children of Israel went through the Red Sea. The Red Sea was split, and Moses fled Egypt with the children of Israel. And then when the Egyptians tried to pursue them, God closed up the Red Sea, and a lot of them got killed. Yeah, they were swallowed up. They were swallowed up. So now they're going into the Promised Land. God opens the Jordan River. Joshua and the whole nation of Israel pass through the Jordan on dry land. When they get to the other side, God said something to Joshua. He told him to go back to the river. But only this time, he says, I want you to go back into the river, Joshua, and I want you to get 12 stones, one for each tribe, because there's 12 tribes in Israel. I want you to take those stones that you're going to get at the bottom of the river, right? And I want you to put them on the riverbank as a memorial meaning as a remembrance of what I've done. And I want you to teach your children how faithful I was, I'm paraphrasing, to get you guys through what I just got you through. So they were commanded to put 12 stones on the riverbank. So my 12 stones for me would be like my golf swing experience or 
you know, a parking spot experience or whatever answer to prayer that I received, right? Because what happens is you'll get so many answers to prayer, but you'll just be in your everyday busy busyness of life, going to work, raising your kids. I got to go to a basketball game today at four o'clock for my daughter. And I'm, I, I love that. I love watching my daughter play basketball, but we're here now. The radio, we, we, we were in a meeting earlier. You know, you me and you were both in that meeting. Uh, you know, you got stuff you got to do later. We're all busy. But if we're not careful, we'll forget what the God has done for us, right? And like you were saying, when you're having a bad day, what happens? The enemy of our souls, Satan, will use a lack of memory to destroy our lives. Meaning, a door that opens for the enemy will come in and say, God doesn't love you, TJ. God's not with you. You're having a rough day. Let's say if you're on your way into work today, TJ, and you get a flat tire. Let's just say, hypothetical. Yeah, if that happens now, I'm going to call you up and be like, dude, yeah, you prophesied you're, over you're, me. You're prophetic. <laughs> yeah. But I hope that don't happen, right? Yeah. You get a flat. You you're you get a bill in the mail that you're not supposed to get on top of getting the flat. Uh, I don't know. Anything happens that can happen to you. Everybody has days like that. So what the enemy does, he tries to profit from those moments and those days. And he wants to take the the believer, you know, and the non-believer, he wants to take them away from God. And he'll use anything. He works, I like to say, both sides of the fence. Hmm. So if he can discourage you and you say, well, you know what? I haven't heard from God in a while. I don't see God active in my life, all these things. Why? Well, one of the reasons why is you're forgetting how faithful God is. The truth is God is faithful, but our emotions and our external circumstances will lie to us and tell us different. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. So the importance of remembering prayer is critical, you know, to battle depression, to battle discouragement, you know, to, to reinforce who God is in your life, that you're his child, you know, you've been bought with a price by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And if you would simply record your answers to prayer, especially major ones, you know, and you're going to be a lot better off when that storm comes, that bad day comes. Man, God did this for me over here, and God's going to do it again right now. We're on that. Say God got you a job. I prayed for somebody on Sunday for a job. I told the guy, I know God's going to get you a job because I believe that's God's will. You know, you need to work. He says if a man doesn't work, he shouldn't eat, right. meaning if you're lazy. I, I knew praying for him. I just felt my spirit. This guy is going to get a job. I don't know how. I don't know where, but I know for praying, God's got a lot of jobs, you know, and he can provide a job. So, but while he's looking for a job, wouldn't it be so cool if he would have had an answer to prayer to fall back on, mm. to remember how faithful God is? And listen, I'm not telling you anything that's my idea. I'm telling you something that's biblical. You know, God wants us to remember him. Jesus took the time to teach his disciples, do this, right? Talking about in the bread and me. the elements of yeah. communion. A lot of people take communion in their church. But the reason the Lord wants us to take communion is so we'll remember. Right. So good stuff, man. Yeah, man. As you're going through that stuff, I'm trying to think of like, all right, what are my stones? You know, what are my 12 stones mm. that I'm, I want to put up? And I would encourage everybody because I could only think of like three, which is like kind of sad because I pray a lot more than that. And I know God answers my prayers. But off the top of my head, I'm like, man, like. I should be recording this. I should be recording every time, even if it's a small prayer. Right. You know, like we talked about in December, right before Christmas time. I, I came back. I was all excited because I prayed for a parking spot and then one opened up 
and we had to wait it like a couple minutes for the lady yeah, to pack her yeah. kids in but like i knew that that was coming and then one it's you know it caused me to be thankful for that parking spot i wasn't just like hey parking spot sweet right. you know i thanked god that's for it that's right we talked about that before thanksgiving or yeah. after i, forget, I think it was either it was before exciting. or after yeah but it was cool because it, it did it generated that that thankfulness in me once i prayed for that and then it happened um but yeah, I mean, definitely remembering like if that if God's going to open up a parking spot for you, like just imagine the other things that he has for you, you know, that he wants to do for you. So and true. especially he, like we said, we want to know God as a father and a loving father. So, yeah, I mean, I, that's something I'm going to do definitely from here on out is every time I have an answer to prayer, even a small one, I'm going to jot it down in yeah. my, like, my Could you journal. imagine if you did that for a year straight? I oh, mean, my gosh. And you and we both like if we did it and recorded it. And you look back a year from now, especially on your worst day, what would a yeah. book like that do for your worst day on earth, whatever that worst day may be for you? You know, if you're listening right now and you're living your worst day right now, I mean, it's a bad day and you just skipped across your radio and you're hearing uh, me and TJ talk right now about this. Listen, this could be your very worst day. Yeah. You know, but we want to tell you that. From personal experience, we know that God answers prayer. But you might not know that. You might not believe that. But if you do what we're telling you to do, if you start praying more about everything, your golf swing, your your omelet that you want to learn how to cook, whatever it is, if you would just simply start praying about everything, what you're going to do is eventually you're going to start seeing answers to prayer come in. It's mathematical, right? The, who's going to see more interest to prayer? We talked about this all the time. Yeah, the, the person, person who prays about everything. Right. Yeah. See, the person that seldom prays? No, it's the person that prays about everything. So if you would record that, the next time you have a bad day, you, you know, you open that book and you look back. And if you, if you only have five answers to prayer in there, so what? If you have one, mm. man, you're going to say, look what God did. Right. And the Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord, people who have been bought by the blood of Jesus Christ, let those people... Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. You know, how good God is, how faithful God is. Well, if you can't remember what God has done for you, you know, you're going to fall. It would be so much more easier to fall off track and get discouraged. That's yeah. why it's important to remember. Yeah, man, and I definitely think that's how Satan attacks. He, he tries to get us to fall into that trap all the time of being like, hey, God doesn't care about you. You know, God's got other fish to fry up there, you know, or like, or even I've fallen into the trap of doubt. Where right. I'm like, man, God's not coming through on this one thing, man. Like, so if God exists, like, does he really even care? Right. Um, and so have I. I've yeah. been there too, like, like overwhelmed with doubt, you yeah. know, and like, Lord, you know, you don't care. And then you, then you remember something that God has done and you're like, wow, Lord, you know, sorry, you are faithful, you know, and, and, uh, so it's critical. I right. would say, how, Chris, how important is it to remember your answers to prayer? Critical. Yeah. You know, critical. If you want to continue to grow in Christ, it's a good thing to remember answers to prayer. Yeah. On that note, too, man, I, I feel like I just want to share this. I saw this thing on Facebook. Um, it was like a little video, but um, long story short, it's it's a mother and her son is um, he, she has a young son and she's going. The son is going through cancer. Mm. And what ends up happening is the son passes away mm. Um and the mother is like, she's a believer and, but she's doubting. She's like, God, where, where were you? Why are you, you know, why aren't you here? Why don't you care about my son? who's going through cancer. He's dead now, you know, like, 
Um, so anyway, long story short, the the mother gets a like a letter from her son who's in heaven, and it's it's kind of an out outlandish story. But to sum it all up, um, the son says at the end of the letter, he says, "God had an answer for your question." Wow. And he said, "You know, your question was where were you when I was sick and dying?" And he said he wants you to know he was in the same place that he was when his son was dying on the cross. Oh man. Yeah. That's I just, powerful. I felt like that, like when I saw that, I was like, man, that like, cause that hit me. Cause I am always like, I find myself like, man, I'm going through something. Like, where are you God? Like, um, you know, wondering that stuff. And like, I know, I know God's faithful, you know, like I right. know that God's delivered me from, from things and delivered my friends from things. And, um, in my family, but you know, you as human, you're always like tempted to to have yeah. that doubt and that wonder. When and the pressure's to, on, yeah. When the you pressure's know, on, yeah, man. But just to 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 have that like, God's in the same place He was when Jesus was on the cross. You know, His Son, His own one and only Son. That's, um, right. that's, that's just, a great example. Yeah, just yeah. hit home. Yeah, man. God is good. Yeah, you know? amen. And and, uh, and He wants us to remember. He told Joshua to remember. And it's all through the Bible how good it is to remember the faithfulness of God. He wants us to teach it to our children. But listen, if we don't remember the acts and the things that God has done for us, then we can't teach them to our children. Right. Because we forgot. And there is a cycle with the children of Israel. Like if you look at the Old Testament, they would forget the works of God. They would forget God's faithfulness. And then the cycle would be they would fall into false worship of idols you know, false gods, gods that can't help them, gods are made with human hands. And and, children, and the children of Israel would often fall and worship false gods. But the but the the previous to that, that fall of the false worship would be they failed to remember yeah. the faithfulness of the one and true God. So I'm saying to you today, if you're listening, you you're saying, you know what, Chris, I haven't been to church in a while, haven't prayed in a while. You know, haven't talked to God in a while, stumbled across this broadcast. That's okay, man. We just want to let you know that maybe you fell off track because you forgot. You forgot how much God loves you. You forgot how faithful God is. But we're telling you today, you know, First John 1, 9, if you confess your sins, God is faithful. God is just. Two things, faithful and just. To do what? To forgive you and to cleanse you from all a-L-L, all unrighteousness. So what it is, is if you confess your sins right now, God's saying, by the time you're done confessing those sins to me, you're going to be as clean as the undriven snow. And, and I learned that through a friend that I would call TJ. I'd say, bro, I blew it. I blew it today, man. I sinned against God. He's going to kick me out of everything. Mm. He's going to kick me out of his family. Yeah. And he would say, Chris, Chris, 1 John 1, 9. And he would slam his hands. 1 John 1, 9. Don't you know 1 John 1, 9? If you confess your sins, God is faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So the minute we stop, if we're far from God and we ask God to forgive us, he's faithful. He's going to forgive us. And there's another promise in the Bible that he won't remember our sin anymore. It's incredible. He wants us to remember his faithfulness, but he won't remember our sin. You know, it's amazing. God's grace is real. God's forgiveness is as real as the street you're walking on right now or the or the road you're driving on right now or the chair you're sitting in right now listening to this broadcast. I don't know where you are, but if you're leaning on a piece of furniture, God's forgiveness is just as real as what you're leaning on, what you're driving, 
or what you're seeing. Maybe you're listening to me, TJ, and you're looking at a building or you're looking at a house. God's forgiveness is more real than that. And the devil doesn't want you to believe that, but it's true. So true. And listen, if you don't know God at all, and you're just stumbled across this broadcast again, you have no idea who the concept of God is. Well, let me tell you something. God is good in that he sent his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to die for you, to die for me. That if you believe that Jesus was sent to this earth, born of a virgin, went into a desert for 40 days, was tempted by Satan to sin so he can destroy the plan of forgiveness that God had. Yet Jesus remained sinless, went through that battle. Now anybody that confesses their sin to God through Jesus Christ and asks Jesus to be their Lord and Savior, God's plan, God's way, will be totally forgiven and, the Bible goes on to say, adopted by God as his very own. So if you really want to know God as a father, then just stop what you're doing, tell God you're sorry, confess it, and allow God's forgiveness to do the work it was sent here to do, redeem you, and save your soul. Right now, you can do that and know God as a father and be totally forgiven. We want to give you that opportunity. Think about that. And on top of that, TJ, I want to say this. God is not like a person who if you tell him something, or if I tell you something, you might, if I offend you or whatever, you might bring it back up to me. You know, it's hard not to do that, actually. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially if you're offended. Right. Bro, how's God, though, towards that circumstance? If you tell God something and it's sinful, what does God do with it? Right. If you're truly repentant, he's going to forget about it. Like you said, he's going to never bring it up again. It'll never cross his mind again, you know, but you, but. That's it's got to be your decision first to come to him and to say, God, I'm sorry, this I sinned against you. Right. You know, and then when you say those words and you truly ask for forgiveness from God, that's it. Your slate is wiped clean. Who do you know like that? Yeah, nobody, because, you know, we think about that all the time as humans. <laughs> it's mean, so hard to forgive and forget, you know, and we might we might it forgive, but it, it, yeah, to you forget, don't forget. You don't forget. Man. Like you'll know that you forgave that person, you know, like they jacked you up somehow. Like, yeah. you know, I, I hired a guy who had a heroin addiction. I didn't really know. He was struggling. I hired him to do carpet in my house. You, you know what he did, right? I paid him to do the carpet. He didn't finish. He didn't finish. He didn't do the carpet. Yeah. Right? I was mad. He took my money. You know, I know he's got an addiction and all that. And I learned a few lessons along the way with that. Mm. But I forgave him. But even now, I'm bringing it up. Why? Because I didn't forget it. But I, he's forgiven. I just want to say that. But I'm just saying God is not like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. God says, I will remember your sin no, no more. more. You'll never meet anybody like that. And, you know, anybody listen to us thinking, you know, they heard this about God, they heard that about God. Everybody heard John 3, 16, for God so loved the world, you know, that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever should believe in him should not perish but have eternal life. But a lot of people don't know John 3, 17, man. And this is what it says. It says, God did not send his son into the world to condemn it. He's not out to condemn anybody. Hmm. He says it in Scripture. Maybe people that you see on TV or otherwise on a street corner aren't preaching that truth. You know, listen, God did not send his son into this world to condemn it. You know what it goes on to say? But to save it. And my words are this, and he's working overtime to do it. God wants to save your soul. He didn't come here to condemn you. You're already condemned. 
because of Adam and Eve. Mm. Sin was passed on to all men. We're already in a condemned state. State. God wants to correct that by being your father. It's an, you know the more you talk about it, TJ, and the more you think about it, and how forgiveness is real. It's a real thing in heaven, you know, and it's crazy to think about it how true it is. I just want to know that you'll never know anybody on earth who will forget and forgive like God will. So it's important to remember what God has done for you. That's what we first talked about, keeping a record of your prayer. It's going to get you through a rough day. But it's also important to ask God to forgive you when you need to because he'll do it and he's faithful. Man, it's good stuff. (laughs) Yeah, good stuff, Chris. Awesome, man. With that being said... With that being said, listen, (laughs) God doesn't want you worried about anything. He wants you to trust him for everything. Philippians 4, 6 says, don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. That's how you kick worry to the curb. God bless you guys. We'll see you next time. This has been the Worry Less, Pray More show. We want to thank you so much for tuning in today. For any more information on anything that Chris is doing, you can visit GodTaughtMe.com or check Chris out on Facebook. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you next week.